Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I run the Elm Park Rolls site. So let's get started on uh, last Saturday's action or lack of action at QPR. It sounded like it was a really flat performance from the first minute. We've come away from it really thinking actually we've got a result only losing 2-0 which is uh, not exactly the start of the season that we were looking for really poor goals and if you look back at the highlights we could have given away way more Thiago getting sent off as well that was another bad start Uh, it also brought back a lot of memories of uh, last season's performances away from home and we just seem to have certain games we just didn't perform at all and that's really what cost us getting automatic promotion last season which would have been crazy to say that at the start but if you look back with hindsight the away form which wasn't absolutely dire it just wasn't good enough to be in that top two so we finished where we did and we all know what happened so yeah no that wasn't great at all um I think players making the debut Minoni players like that I don't think anyone could have any criticism for the goals really for him for those so I think you just got to hope that we kind of learn from it but then I kept on saying that last season we didn't learn from it so we've got to rely on the home form at the moment and you've also got to say we've got a hell of a lot of players out missing I mean you, you look at that and you can you can't say that's our first team at all never good to lose to um uh, the fakes are uh, though is it really so yeah, I think we'll move on from that one. So let's uh, start to um, talk about the Gillingham game on uh, Tuesday night. First half was, it looked like a bunch of players that hadn't played together, which clearly that was the case. A lot of young players stuck in that difficult position of whether to, obviously they want to be a team player, but they also want to slightly impress as well. So that taking on things which don't necessarily help the team, but they want to impress uh, Yapstam and the coaching staff. So I understand that the players that really stood out for me were Rinomoto. I thought he was tidy on the ball. Lots of people have said he was a little bit like uh, Laterwood, which, yeah, I could see the comparison, really. not Nothing spectacular going forward, but I don't really remember him giving away the ball. Obviously, he will hopefully play much tougher opposition than that if he's with us this season or if he goes out on loan. But yeah, no, he could, uh, I think he's a possible contender for being the squad, definitely. I think he should be here around the first team at the moment with the amount of injuries you've got as well and the lack of options. Because I don't think we've got anyone in to replace the Danny Williams uh, position yet. They don't have to be exactly like Danny Williams, but you need someone in that midfield who's just going to give it tidy and give a little bit more strength. And I think that's maybe what he had. Um, I thought Clement played particularly well from about the halfway through the first half. He started off a little bit nervously. Team looked a bit disorganised, as you would expect. There's a hell of a lot of changes. But he seemed to really come into his own in the second half. Some nice touches, passing. Obviously set up Kelly for his uh, first goal. But I can't really say here that was a devastating pass to him. Kelly made it into a goal from really nothing, really. Um I think if you um, then move on to perhaps uh, players like Richards, Barrett and Smith, none of them were terrible, but I don't think any of them really did anything that made me think, yeah, I think they should definitely be playing in the first team. Maybe they need loans. Maybe it's just not quite their night. I mean, feel a bit sorry for Smith because he didn't have any chances to miss, 
So you can't criticize him that he wasn't lazy. That none of them had any problems with attitude. But I just don't think it quite worked for them. So it's difficult for them. They have to come in from the cold and they have to impress in one game. Now they might not get another one, but hopefully now we're through to the next round. They might get some more games unless they go off somewhere else. Um, another player I thought we seemed to do well was uh, Jacola. He's a player, a goalkeeper we've got. And I'm a little bit surprised we didn't give him a chance to start the season as first choice. I know we spent the money on Manoni. I understand why that's happened. But I've yet to see him make a mistake. He seems good with his feet. Good airily taking the ball on crosses. Good saving. You know, shot, shot, shot stopper. I'm not quite sure why. But obviously we don't see them in training and everything. So... I think we have to have a little bit of faith in Yapstone. He's done quite well so far. Uh, Modo Barra came on in the second half. And, uh, yeah, he is lightning. Absolutely lightning. I don't think he was even trying at points. And he was just eating up the ground. Very good technically. Um, he would definitely help us on the counter-attack this season. If having a player that quick, just as a threat to the defence, when you're playing against a team, will they sit slightly... Deeper when they're um even with the corners and well because we'll probably stick him up front against their two defenders that they leave back. If you've got that kind of player up there, that is a real threat because you can just play a ball over the top and he won't necessarily through beyond goal, but you get your team right up the pitch like Jimmy Kebber used to do repeatedly. He doesn't have to be putting devastating crosses in all the time. He just needs to get the team in the game further up the pitch, and I think he's definitely going to do that. We saw a few moments when he had the lovely turns and body swerves. As we know from Swansea uh, fans, he's got a slightly frustrating um, uh, end product, but if he didn't have that, he wouldn't be at Reading, would he? Not really. I, I, I just don't think that's um, realistic. So, yeah, we'll see. I think I'm, I'm optimistic. And we've, with today's market, if it's cost us one and a half million, two million, that's almost bargain basement now, isn't it, with the market now? So, no, I think it could be a good signing, and I think it would really help if we had some upside of front in. So, let's go on to the transfer links. We're obviously still being linked with Aluku. I just can't see that one happening. The Fulham manager came out today saying, oh, it's not on my control if he stays. It just seems to me like he's playing a slight game with his owners, trying to say, could you get him tied down? I'm not happy with this. I know really we're not going to sell him. I just I just can't see him joining us. Why would Fulham sell him to us as we're supposedly a rival? I, I just can't see it. And, and definitely, I can't see us signing Aluku and Nelson Oliveira. I mean, Nelson Oliveira, the rumours go on and on, but I haven't actually seen anything that makes me think it's any nearer. Just because he didn't play in a League Cup match doesn't mean he's going to sign for us. That just means he didn't play in a League Cup match. He was a bit of a naughty boy the other day with the way he ran up to his own manager with the shirt. But no, I don't think that means really much at all that he hasn't played against uh, Swindon. And good work to them for being Swindon. Um, Leandro Bakuna, he looks like he will be happening. I think... Uh, I'm trying to think of... Um, best way of explaining my emotions about that signing. Kind of meh. Can't really. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, it'd be good to have some other body in. He's takes some pretty amazing free kicks over his years. So he comes in, has a new start. Technically, he looks good. He's had criticisms about work rate. And some Villa fans single-handedly blaming him for their relegation from the Premier League. 
uh, him and uh, Julian Lescott maybe. I think that's a bit ridiculous. I think uh, it takes more than one player to relegate the team or even two. I think there was a lot of bad players for Villa in that season. So I don't think that's quite fair. I don't think... Um, I did quite like the story about him having a hoverboard around the airport. I think that's... Uh, Makes me possibly wanting more, actually. I've got to say, I like a player with a little bit of character about him. There's no problem with that at all. I think um, I think he could cover. Maybe he could play cover the right-back position with Gunter. i just got a feeling he might be the Danny Williams replacement. He did start in his previous uh, uh, club when he was in uh, Holland, and I can't remember the name of them now. When he with them, he was... Always in a central mid and box to box midfielder, so he could be that man. And at Weston Villa, he seems to have played about 20 positions. So maybe if we could just restrict him to one, possibly two in an emergency, that would be good. But having said that, now we've got Stephen Quinn back as well, which also played against Gillingham. There's another player who could possibly do that job, but with Stephen Quinn, it could be windy. And he could possibly get injured. You just don't know. He's a whole hard player. And I've no doubt he's 100% trying to be fit all the time. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. But, yeah, he's very injury prone. Maybe an underlying issue there we don't know about. But, yeah, there's, uh, he's a bit of a worry. So let's move on to the questions then. First up is uh, Matt Rusty Rowe. Why not name a full quota on the bench? Stick an academy lad in to gain experience. Agree. Uh, I have to agree. I'm not quite sure why we had only six substitutes on uh, Saturday against QPR. Stam seemed to imply that you have to be at a certain level to get on the bench. And I don't know. That seemed a bit odd to me. And maybe there's an under... Maybe there's an undercurrent of an issue there. It's like, oh, I haven't got the quality. Maybe a slight message to the owner. He won't. He won't say that. He would never admit to that. But it seemed very odd. I think. I think he did it last season in one game. That could be totally wrong. I could be corrected there. But I think he did it in one game last season away. So maybe I hope, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think definitely he should have had a player on there. Why not? I mean, what have you got to lose by having an extra option? It doesn't seem to make any sense to me at all so yeah thanks for the question Matt uh the second one is uh Nelson Oliver from uh Nath yeah St Paul Nelson Oliver his goal celebration at the weekend suggests a slight attitude issue should we look elsewhere no I think we should definitely try and say uh, Nelson Oliver I think Nelson Oliver is a quality player I think he has that edge which is something I like in a player I think um, we once we had a player slightly similar in Orlando Sar, and a lot of fans wish we hadn't sold him. But I think Nelson Oliveira is a big upgrade on him. Do I think he's realistically going to come? No, I don't believe any anyone's going to come to us until they've actually signed at that level. That would be an eight nine million pound bid. I mean, do we really think that's going to happen? I mean, I hope so, but I would definitely want him at the club. He, he would add so much to the team. He can score goals from anywhere. He's um links the play so well. He's much quicker than Jan. I just think he'd be a perfect signing. I would have wanted. I pinpoint him as a player that we should try and sign last season. If we went up, I didn't think it was realistic that we could sign him if we didn't achieve promotion. But I don't think his attitude's a problem. I think he 
He's always got the edge. He got sent off once for them against Rotherham away uh, for headbutting a player. Uh, so he has definitely got a slight edge to him. But with that edge, you bring something. If you look at players like Rooney, Keane, these all players have an edge. You, you can, you need a player with that in their game sometimes, because it brings a certain something out of the other players around them. I, I would definitely want him. But no, thanks for the question, Nave. So the next one is from Craig Beasley. Do we reckon Sturm has a decent-sized budget this summer and being unlucky, or has been a case of not enough money, inflated market? Well, I think it's definitely we don't have enough money. I think we had, if we had enough money, we would have signed the players that we wanted already. I think that we're trying to get the best deal, which I completely understand, and I think that's the best way forward. You don't want to get completely screwed over on transfer fees because that is very easily done in the market currently I wish that um, I risked, thought that we were definitely going to get these uh, strikers but I think that is the problem I think that we just don't have quite enough money to get what we want I think ideally we'd like to sign two strikers or players you can play in the front three front two maybe we remember there was the Wales link Aluku and now we've seen um, Oliveira. But I think one of the signings that we made was the one we wanted, was Barrow. And I think that we wanted three new players up front. So we've got one of them, but I don't think realistically we can afford those two others in one go. I think maybe we could get one, but I don't know. We'll wait and see. Thanks for the question, Craig. On to the next one, and the last one. From uh, mostly Bobbins, also known as Neil. Do we expect too much of some of the academy players? They can't all be like Liam Kelly. I would say that Liam Kelly is not well, the one that they always get pointed out to be. It is the Icelandic man. The god of football, the academy at Redden Football Club, and that is Gilfie Sigerson. Everyone gets compared to him. Absolutely everyone in that central midfield position. If you're not, if you can't play like Gilfie Sigerson, well, you're okay, but you're not quite as good. But I think Liam Kelly, clearly not as good as Gilfie Sigerson. That's a ridiculous thing to do. But I think Liam Kelly could be quite special. And I think this is the season when he really makes his breakthrough. But I do see your point. Now, not everyone can be as good as Liam Kelly. If you look at the fact that 0.5% of all players in all the academies across the country only make it into the Premier League. That's 0.5%. So quite a lot of players don't make it. We have unrealistic opinions and hopes for our academy players, really. I mean, you can't constantly churn out top players and expect them. To, it just doesn't happen like that. There has to be a natural cycle. You hope you can do that. But you look at the players that we've had uh, previously. Dom Samuel being a classic example of how he scored all these goals and played all these games in the lower leagues and in the academy, and he was devastating. But the playing in natural against adults is uh, totally di different. And Danny Loder, before the uh, pre-season friendly, when he scored four goals against QPR, people were saying, oh, why is he not playing and starting the game against QPR last Saturday? Well, it's a different level, isn't it, completely? And, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. We'll see. So thanks for the questions, everyone. And now on to the uh, game uh, this Saturday against Fulham. 
I'm uh, slightly nervous about this match, I have to be honest. I'm uh, I'm predicting a draw, but uh, I'm realistically I'm I I think that's more based on hope than actual reality. I fear that we might lose this one because I just can't see where the goals are coming from. If I look at the poll they've done on uh, EPR, 22% think we win, draw 36 and defeat 42. Yeah, I can see why you're thinking that, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think that's completely unfair. If you look at the team when we last played them, we're not going to have Jan, we're not going to have Al Habsi, we're not going to have Williams, we're not going to have Van der Berg, possibly, and we're not going to have Graben. And admittedly, I don't think that's a devastating loss. But, yeah, again, that's um, uh, five players who won't be playing, and that's only a couple of months ago. That's a big change around, isn't it? I think that um, um, maybe Djokanovic, the Fulham manager, might have actually learned that actually he needs to play against us in a slightly different way. Because in the last three times that we've actually played Fulham, as much as he's moaned about us playing, not playing football and uh, the best team went out, whatever, it's just rubbish. They've only scored one goal in three matches against us. Now, if you only score one goal in three matches... You cannot be that overwhelmingly good or better than your opposition. I mean, I'm sorry about that, Fulham fans, but that's just the truth, isn't it? I think the team I would play would be Manoni, Gunter, Moore, Thiago, Obita, Evans, Vanderberg, if he's fit, and then uh, Rinomoto, possibly if Vanderberg isn't fit, then Kelly, Swift, Clement, and. I don't think we've got any option but to possibly play Barrow up front on his own because I don't think Bovarsen is going to be fit. So, yeah, that's definitely not a team I'd like to be playing long term, but I think that's the team he might have to play. I'd, that would be in a 4-2-3-1. So I think that would condense the space. Evans would do his normal thing about running around chasing Craney and uh, stopping him from uh, playing. And they'd moan about it online afterwards. So hopefully we're getting a win. I will be uh, completely incorrect, which was not a uh, new thing at all. And we will uh, beat Fulham. So uh, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think of it. And until next time, uh, have a good time. Let's hope we get a win on Saturday. Cheers.